Welcome, you're listening to Sansish. Where you'll find everything to do with spirituality, life lessons, holistic living, and medicine. To become your true self. We all have stories, journeys, experiences, and love. Here's your host, Erin O'Dowd. Hello and welcome. My name is Aaron O'Dowd. On today's show, we have Anna Gibson Steele. She is qualified in Reiki, NLP, and various other therapies that she uses to help her clients in her private practice, which is called Harmony Holistic Therapies. She is the founder and CEO of the Holistic Center of Excellency, which is a school that teaches people the holistic medicine. She is a public speaker and an author. Welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you very much, Erin. Thanks for asking me. Where did it all begin? <laughs> I suppose, like a lot of people in our field, it began with a personal journey many years ago um, after a car accident. I had been working in the bank, had a car accident, which left me in chronic pain for two years. And in search of a healing for that, I was catapulted into the world, unwillingly, might I add, um, into the world of alternative medicine. Uh, found a healing or cure, if you like, for my um, back and neck injuries. And also it you know, started a, a personal growth that I couldn't have imagined beforehand. During that journey, did you discover um, people that helped you along your journey? Absolutely. Um, lots of people were recommended to me at the time that I was in the chronic pain. However, my fear was, I had a huge fear for anything alternative, so I resisted and ignored uh, the advice of many until I actually we went to live in Australia for six months and my doctor there was an acupuncturist. So because she was a medical doctor, it was okay for me to allow her to put needles in. Um, and the pain relief was quite remarkable from that. And at the same time that I lived in Australia, this is back in 97, um, I happened upon a, an exhibition one day where they were doing reflexology and from there I discovered reflexology because the therapist was able to tell me exactly what was going on in my body without any knowledge of who I was or what my injuries were. So that was quite remarkable. I, When we came back to Ireland then I found a really good reflexologist in the guise of Diane Hannigan and I had some intensive reflexology and that basically sorted my physical ailments. And in parallel to that, a New Zealand lady came to live in our town and I was helping her settle in because our husbands worked together. And she was a Reiki master teacher. So she introduced me to Reiki. While this was all happening, were you sceptic at the beginning or were you okay with this field? I was more sceptic than anybody I've ever met before or since. <laughs> I would say I was phobic of the field. <laughs> For sure. For sure. So yeah, it was all very strange and I was incredibly fearful of it, um, which I suppose in hindsight was a great learning because I tested, I questioned, I investigated everything I learned as I learned it. So I suppose in a way that contributed to making me perhaps a, a good teacher, you know, because I did really almost resist it in my learnings. In opening Harmony Holistic Therapies, how did it feel 
learning as a therapist to practicing? Initially, I learned for myself. I didn't have a goal or a vision. I kind of still don't. I don't see what I do as a business. I just love what I do, so I'm quite passionate about it. So everything that has happened has really evolved organically. Um, Harmony List, what happened was when I took a training, I went on to, I'd done my Reiki mastership um, and I went on to do massage and anatomy and physiology. And what I learned was in Ireland, where I trained in those, uh, the whole field of holistic medicine isn't regulated or training. So there were some good trainings and there are some really poor trainings. So what I used to do then was travel to different countries. I've traveled lots of different countries to learn from different master teachers. And then I would come back and invite them. I would just organize a group just because I was interested. It wasn't a business. Um, a group of people who were interested to be trained by these teachers. So then in 2004, I had to form a business because I had to be able to process these invoices and so on and so forth. But technically, I didn't see it as a business. And my private clinic, of course, I was running in tandem with that. Um, so the transition to therapist, again, it was a natural one. You know, I suppose having to do case studies pushes you into it. You know, pushed me again beyond another fear barrier because it was fine when I was learning and I was learning to accept the stuff. But, you know, uh, working on others brings you to another level of, of learning. Um, and then subsequently, you know, in training, over a thousand people I had students I think at this stage you know it, every time every course I take every client I have every student I have teaches us and allows us to grow as well Army Holistic Therapies is up and running you're getting all these amazing people for you to teach them and where did the Holistic Centre of Excellency, how did that develop? Okay. The school is today. Harmony Holistic Therapies was me, you know, was doing trainings and my private clinic. And then about five or six years ago now, we realised that there was a need for, that there was going to be a huge demand for a lot more fully qualified. There needed to be a full-time training course, not just the part-time ones that we were running. So we actually set up the only Holistic Centre of Excellence in Ireland the, and we're the only ones offering a full diploma in holistic therapies where students are with us full time. So it, really the need that grew from the need, I believe, you know, that because energy medicine, holistic medicine is, I, I do believe, the new medicine of the future, running in tandem with allopathic, might I say, um, the need, I, I do see that there's going to be a huge demand for properly trained therapists. So... It was the desire to do that that caused us to set up the Holistic Centre of Excellence. I see. And can you explain the process of the the system in your school? Um, well, you mean this? Well, we have a couple of different sections under the the name of Holistic Centre of Excellence. So the college, the training part. Um, we have full-time students who train with us all the time and they would train in the likes of anatomy, physiology, reflexology, holistic massage, aromatherapy, uh, Reiki, of course. And then they would have introductions to about 32 different modules. So, for instance, they would do an introduction to Ayurveda where they might have six classes of Ayurvedic. Um, they, might, they would have six classes of diet, nutrition, so on and so forth. The idea of the introductory models is to whet their appetite for areas that they may wish to specialize in and also so that as therapists they will understand what their clients are talking about if their clients are, are using modalities that they don't have themselves. So that's the, the training program. We can have part-time students, which we do as well, 
So we may have people who just come to learn reflexology or just come to learn anatomy and physiology and so on. So we have a lovely blend of ages and socioeconomic groups and everything at the college. And you guys have an outreach program. Yeah, that's another wing of what we do. So our outreach program is really our charity uh, wing, if you like. Um, And in three years, we've donated over 300,000 in education and, and treatments. Um, around Ireland all of which is funded by ourselves so we've quite a unique uh, business model that doesn't fit any textbook and the underlying web that holds us all together is passion for the field so I'm very blessed to have five wonderful voluntary directors um, and all of our past students most of them subscribe to our outreach program which is voluntary so they all donate maybe two or three days a month where we may go to, you know, underprivileged or prisoners, or indeed, you know, we're working on nurses who work in a hospital, the carers themselves, or it may be that we give an educational lecture. So we all adore doing that. It's great fun. It's great fun to be able to give people a practical understanding. That's our preferred outreach is where we give a lecture to understand the theory, but we bring a team of therapists and all the equipment with us and we deliver um, energy sessions usually in those so that the participants who are listening to the lecture um, get to have a real-time experience of how valuable this is. You do public speaking on what? Generally, it's anything to do, you know, the umbrella of holistic healthcare casts a a wide net. Um, My personal passion these days, uh, driven by Uh, a necessity really of my clients is anxiety, panic attacks, depression. Um, However, the the public speaking can cover any range of any number of things within what we do at the Holistic Centre of Excellence, but it tends to be an awful lot of it is uh, teaching people how to deal with stress these days. I see. And what's the panic attack? How does it form? As in, how do people suffer, you mean? Um, Or the the solution? Both. Okay. Um, Well, Interestingly, the solution is very simple to deliver and very easy for clients to use. Why it happens is basically it's an overload of stress at the end of the day. Um, Panic attacks will occur in people seemingly out of the blue, but the fact is it's coming from their subconscious mind, um, which a trigger is set off that generally speaking people won't know or won't recognise because the trigger they're not consciously, they can't be consciously aware of it because conscious that's not where the program is. The program is running in the subconscious mind. Um, so these attacks are quite severe, very debilitating and can cause a huge amount of stress for people because, you know, once it happens once, they now have a new fear of when the next attack will happen and what if it happens when they're driving or speaking or taking care of the children or whatever it is. So now they have another program where they're afraid of the next attack. It's not just the panic attack. Um, So it's quite a complex system in terms of the sufferer. However, uh, the system I've put together as a solution is incredibly easy to deliver um, because we're going directly to the subconscious. So the client doesn't need to understand why they're having them. They don't need to know what their triggers are, you know, that set off the attacks in order for us to solve it. Do you train this or...? Yeah, I have tra- also trained therapists to do it. So I, the system I put together is an amalgamation of 
whatever it is at this stage, I don't know, I've lost count, well over 10 years of trainings. Um, so there's stuff that I've taken from the knowledge of, I've gleaned over 70 or 80 trainings I think I've taken at this stage. So putting them together and creating this program, I call it NAT, which is Neuroactivation Therapy. And yeah, I have trained students in how to deliver this to their clients. What do you think makes a good therapist? Intention is the key. Um, in all methods of, well, of everything really, no matter what field you're talking about in life, but particularly when you're talking about holistic or energy medicine, um, the intention of the therapist is paramount. I mean, they need professionally, they need to be professionally trained, no two ways about that. They need to present professionally, they need to, you know, obviously have the insurance and the right, uh, you know, demeanour in that. But the single most important thing is the intention, because they need to learn how to get into what sports people would call the zone, I suppose. Other people might call their heart space. Um, but it's where they make that heart-based connection with the client, because that's where the magic happens. If the Anna today, if you look back at the Anna at the beginning, what would you say? The beginning of 48 years ago or, no, or the journey into the, alternative? The journey of alternative <laughs> medicine. Um, what would I say? I would say the car crash was the best thing that ever happened to me. I would say I was incredibly stubborn <laughs> and really had to be dragged screaming to the party. It was the best thing that ever happened um, because it really, every day I wake up excited to know what, what more I can learn about this field and how many more people I can teach, you know, be they clients or students, to embrace this field because I really do believe um, that that journey has got me to this point where I understand that we actually can heal the world, but it must begin within each individual. And if you could share one piece of knowledge to any individual, what would it be? Anybody can do this. Anybody. We all are... Our bodies, we are self-organizing organisms who are naturally disposed to healing. So our body systems already have an innate wisdom that knows how to heal and balance. There are difficulties because we're not living in a way that allows our body to do that. I would also say do not separate the physical from the mental and the emotional or spiritual. We are complete. Each, each one of those aspects of us impinges on the others equally and directly. Um, so it's really, really important that when we take care of ourselves, we do it from the holistic perspective of treating all aspects of ourselves to get them all rebalanced. And then we'll all discover that we're infinitely more powerful than we ever thought we could be. I see, and what's on the cards for her, Anna? <laughs> I have to wait until that unfolds. <laughs> I'm not being coy, but uh, I've learned over the years that the best made plans <laughs> uh, can end up being shredded and put in the bin. Um, for me, it's about staying centred, um, wanting to do the best I can do every day and not missing, you know, opportunities for growth or development when they come along. So plans don't seem to work as well as staying centred in the moment and allowing, you know, a guidance to come from somewhere other than my, my little pea brain that really doesn't know very much at all. <laughs> and being centred, is that being in the present or the moment? Or? Absolutely, yeah. And trusting. I think the key for people who might not understand what centred is, the key is really to trusting. Trusting that, you know, the universe knows exactly where I need to be at exactly what time doing exactly 
you know, whatever function I should be doing at that time and trusting that and not trying to force it. You know, I think if we realise that we're all energy floating in a sea of energy and that energy knows exactly the flow that we should be going in, our role is to stay flexible enough that we can go with the flow. So little Anna here could not decide that she needs to be paddling to the left when the sea actually could be wanting to flow absolutely to the right. Then we get into trouble. So sometimes plans can get us into trouble. Thanks, Anna. And if anyone is interested to find more about Anna, her blog is annagibsonsteel.com. Mm-hmm. Her private clinic is harmonyholistictherapies.ie. School, if you're interested, is hcoe.ie. And Anna's Panic and Anxiety website, which is 60secondspaniksolution.com. Thank you so much, Aaron. You're welcome. Thank you for spending the time to listen to the show. If you want to learn more, check out sansiche.com. That's S-A-N-C-I-T dot com. Join Sansiche Group on Facebook and contact us if you have any questions. Until next time, have an awesome day and rock on. 